During this episode of Zach's podcast, we sat down with Foster Superintendent Andrew Spring after Tuesday's board meeting proving the 2020-2021 Fostoria Schools plan for COVID-19. This is a very good informational interview if you are wanting to know more about Fostoria City Schools plan for reopening. Well, you know, it's it's all about you know doing what we think is is best for our situation in our community right now. Um, you know, and at the start of a school year, there's nothing better than that time to to build relationships with your with your students. And I mean, you know, we have to think about these kids haven't been in school since March. Um, they're trying to you know you know they didn't even get to say goodbye to their their old teachers you know mm-hmm. per se in you know in person and have the end of the year experience and now to start a new school year you're meeting a new teacher you don't know anything about their routines their structures um you know trying to be able to open up in person is is a big step for us um you know obviously there's a lot of unknowns with the virus we just don't know what what that is how long what it's going to look like um you know, so we want to build those relationships, um, get us get a little bit of a sense of normal back for the kids before, you know, you know, before food season hits, you know, where, you know, who knows what could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's 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 good. It's you know, it, and I totally um, there's there's a lot of nervous anticipation in a positive and in a negative way. And, you know, I don't there's. You know, uh, as we discussed in here tonight, if there was a playbook for this, um, we wouldn't have had to be sitting here tonight. And I right. think that's that's the thing. And, you know, the message for me is the longer we want our kids in school and doing the activities and the extra things, whether it be the band, whether it be football, volleyball, you know, the play, whatever, the longer we want them here, the more we have to comply with the wearing of the mask, you know, keeping our distance, making sure that we're washing our hands, not coming to school if we don't feel good, all those types of things. The more we do those things right, the longer we'll be in session and, um, you know, the the safer we'll be able to keep everybody. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in this building are going to be teenagers. How do, you, how do you deal with all of that? And I mean, teenagers well, love to see what sure. they can get away with. They they do, um, and you know we've all been there. Um, you know, some of us a little bit longer ago than others, but uh, no, I think um, you have to really rely on the fact that we have a lot of kids that are involved in a lot of activities, mm-hmm. and um, that's one of the beautiful things about our district. We do have kids that engage in in various activities and if they want to be able to do those things then we have to make some sacrifices along the way and if that means we have to wear a mask then it means we have to wear a mask if it you know if it means that um you know we we do our practice schedule a little bit differently with not everybody in the locker room at one time or rehearsal is in small groups and limited time full we have to look at the fact that we're getting to do something and I, I would reference everyone back to 
March when everything got taken away from us and and we were barely able to have a graduation ceremony mm -hmm. for last year's seniors. If we don't want a repeat of that, we have to follow the guidelines. Mm -hmm. And and um, that's going to take all of us. And, you know, I think we have to understand we are working with kids and we are, you know, they're going to get frustrated. We're just as frustrated with some things. And the sure. unknowns, the unknowns are frustrating for us. But at the end of the day, it's the sacrifices we make, the hours that we spend getting ready, the things that we purchase and do, it's to give our kids the opportunity they deserve. And I think we just have to keep our minds on that. Mm -hmm. I support the reopening plan of kids in school. And the biggest thing on Facebook and social media, as you probably see, I do a little bit of posting on the schools and mm -hmm. working better at the information. The, the information now is the public is confused with the start plan that has been released. The rolling start. The rolling start. Okay. Do you know if there would be a, a clarification on that? Because there's a lot of comments that came out. They didn't understand. Uh, right. I understood it. The rolling start is we only wanted to have a couple grade levels in a building at a time so that we can go over routines so that we can get kids adjusted into the building, so that we can make sure that our procedures are working well. You know, we have, you know, on a, on a full year, we would have 1,100 students at our elementary building. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids to teach. Here's the sanitizing station. Here's how you have to go to your lockers. Here's how you go to lunch and your lunch is brought to you instead of going to the line, you know, Here's how recess is going to work. You know, your teachers are going to come to you instead of, you know, and those are all just logistical things. So, so we wanted to break it. Down. You know, we've got seventh graders coming into our new junior senior high school who didn't have the experience of our over and up night where they get to come over and meet the teachers and find their way around the building. Many of them have never been in that building yet. So we wanted to reduce our numbers see how we do with small groups, get everybody accustomed to everything, and then bring everybody together. And that totally makes sense. So everybody's starting on September 1, but no. No. Oh, but no. I think that date's the 8th. Everybody will be in session district-wide September 8th. Okay. Okay. Um, and if, if we actually walk over to my office, I can give you guys the... The um, actual dates. Okay. With the grid breakdowns. I just don't have it on my. I just see that's the biggest thing that everybody's. It's confused. something new. It's right. something we've never done before. Um, and that's the hard part because we can't get everybody together so much. You know, even open houses have to look different this year and all those types of things. So. Um, So are you starting to bring kids in on the first time? Yes. Okay. Um, we'll have two grades that oops, two grades that come in that day. Let me uh here. Is that newly added to the plan? Um we started yeah, fairly, yeah, fairly new. Okay. Oh, here we go. On, on Tuesday at the elementary building, on September 1st, it'll be grades 2 and 6. Okay, that is what I saw on the... Uh, 
And then Wednesdays, grades one and five. Thursdays, PK and four. And then Fridays, K and three. And it'll just be, for the elementary, it'll just be those two grades. Pardon. So, like my daughter is a fourth grader. So the only day next week she will come to school is Thursday, September 3rd. And then her first day when everybody will be in the building that's coming to the building is Tuesday, September 8th. Okay. okay. At the junior senior high school, we're going to start with our f seniors and freshmen on Tuesday, juniors and eighth graders then on Wednesday. Thursday, September 3rd is 10th graders and 7th graders. And then because they've gotten through their sixth grade levels at that point in time, we'll start everybody on Friday at the junior senior high school. So next Friday, everybody will be there. Mm -hmm. On September for just fourth. junior, uh, just for the high school students. For seven through twelve. Okay. Yep, seven through twelve. Their first day of everybody being. So they'll have two days of school next week, and then the elementary will have just one. have one day, and then everybody, and then the whole district will all be in session as of September eighth. Um, if my student, I don't have a student. If my kid enrolled online, do they start the same going to start. As well? They're going to have a meeting with their teachers next week. Okay. But then they're going to really start work September 8th. Okay. Because mm -hmm. that was another question. That yep. Was, they'll, uh, have a, yeah, that, they'll have a touch-in with their teachers next week, and then they'll, they'll start the online Is stuff. Is there a lot the of students that did sign up for online? We have about a third of our students that signed up for online. And, really? and to be honest... It, it, it's it's hard to not have those kids in school, but it allows us to be able to execute our plan because Better because, you because have we can space out more by having less kids in our buildings. So it's a it's a good and a bad all in one, which is pretty much COVID in a yeah. nutshell. Yeah. So. Um, the bad news of everything going on with COVID, if the county goes red, there was a myth going around. If the county goes red, schools are in session until it's purple. That was something that That's was floating a, around. Purple, we are definitely closed. Red, it's going to be probably more based on your zip code and what's going on. Because, you know, you look at Wood County um, per se, you know, and that's the hard part because we're in three counties. Correct. But if we look at Wood County, you could have a lot of cases in the Perrysburg or the Bowling Green area. But in... The Faustoria area, it's not really an impact. So red's kind of that influx kind of area. Um, I think when we get to red, that's when we really have to start looking at the numbers and at the, the numbers, and we have to start thinking maybe we need to go remote and just kind of, you know, and then it's how long do you stay in a remote? You know, what does it take to bring you out of that, and and those types of things. I think those are things that we're going to have to work with our health department on. Obviously, they're the medical experts, right. um, so we have to kind of rely on them to give us good information and um, and help guide us through some of that. So it really is a day by day situation. It is a day by day. Um, you know, we can hear. You know, sometimes we hear something in the morning, and it could change by the afternoon. It's just the the way it is, and. Um, it's unsettling in that sense because there's a lot of unknowns um, and it's ever changing, but we just have to be patient. And, you know, I think, um, you know, we're going to get information out as soon as we get it. 
and we're gonna we're gonna take our time and make sure that it's accurate mm-hmm. before we you know, we're not just gonna we're not trying to be the first ones in the paper or the first ones on channel thirteen or anything. No, like we that. don't want that. We we just want to get accurate information out. And I and I know from my colleagues that I'm working with, that's that's every district's goal is to be very focused on getting the information right, sharing it up front and and just working through the situations. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest? Yep. See you tomorrow. What is the biggest concern that you have uh, as through the whole plan? Well, I think the biggest concern is health and safety of our our, our families, our staff. You know, um, everybody involved. We want to, you know, we want to keep everybody as safe as we can, and um, you know, I think that's you know that's first and foremost, and and um, you know, you just. You don't want to see a, a major outbreak and everything, but you, you know, at the end of the day too, you have to also understand. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of hard to dodge this. I mean, there's pretty significant potential that we're going to be impacted at, in our school district by COVID nineteen, and um, how we, you know, making sure that we respond in a in a positive and accurate manner mm-hmm. is is really where my focus is having to shift at this point. It, you know, is as we're getting to that point, just it's you know we got to maintain safety. Okay, we put our plan together. We think it's going to work. We're going to test it, and and then it's you know then it goes into a response phase, and and you know we just have to. T- so the plan could change day by day, oh, giving on the data or the situation taking place. Yeah, if, in the I mean, if we run into a situation where we have an outbreak in our buildings, I mean, we might not have enough staff to staff it. If people have to quarantine and those types mm-hmm. of things. Um, and you, you know, have so, planes in place for oh that. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we're good. We'll be, we'll be uh, fine. And you know, I think um, having the closure in the spring helped us get to this point um, where we feel a little bit more comfortable. In the spring, you know, we were just like, oh, okay, we're closed after Monday, and you had to throw it together in just a handful of days. And um, now we at least. You know we've grown from that experience and and we know what we're capable of and um i think it'll be a i won't say seamless but i think it'll be a a pretty good transition if and when we have to go online again were there any i guess points of debate or bones of contention among the board members with anything well, I would think that they, they would probably be the better ones to answer that. But I, I think um, I, I think we were, you know, and if you're meaning because of how long we were in there, I think it was more making sure that everybody understood what we're, you know, what we're getting, what we're hearing, what we're learning. You know, I had a call with Seneca County today. They, you know, they give us information, um, you know, talking with other districts and, those types of things. So just making sure that everybody's comfortable with where we are and knowing what's going on and everybody hears something from somebody different. And I, there was a lot of sharing of, of thoughts and ideas and, and, and that type of, it, so I wouldn't say it was a contentious discussion by any stretch. It was just an informative discussion mm-hmm. and just trying to make sure that everybody understands what's in the plan. Because if we get questioned, we want to be consistent. We want to know this is what we agreed to, and um, you know, and I really appreciate their support on that. 
um, because like like we've said, there's there's no right, there's no wrong on this. It's you have to go with what you believe is best, and um, and kind of be willing to and and know that you could have to change really quickly, or it might work out really beautifully, and mm-hmm. you just don't know. I feel the the summer meal plan worked very well. Um, I saw a lot of positivity out of that. Mm-hmm. Do you know if that would continue if my student was enrolled in at home learning? Are you guys going to have a plan for we the we can feed them, but it goes back to the um, traditional in school year model. As soon as we start school, that summer meal plan has to go away, and we have to go back to the traditional. You know, um, you can you know pay full price. You can pay you know, and we will offer meals. Um, some of those details will be coming out this week on how we're going to do all of that. But we will still continue to offer meals for kids that are online. It's just we have to work through. That's awesome. Some of the processes change a little bit, and it'll look right. a little different. Um, but it'll it'll still kind of be there. So. Are you pretty confident in the plan as a whole? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. I, I, I'm... I'm I'm confident in the work the district has done to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what it has to be. I think we've we've done a lot, uh, whether it be, um, you know, decals up for social distancing, whether it be cleaning supplies, whether it be face masks, face coverings of other nature, you know, with some face shields, things like that. I think we've spacing out of classrooms, um, these nice little table dividers, like what's sitting here. Um, you know, I think we've done a lot of those types of things that um, put us in a good spot to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the. It's just another one of those unknowns, though. You just don't know until you get people back together. Right. I mean, for so long, we haven't been allowed to be together. And, um, you know, it's it's exciting, but it's unsettling, too. Mm-hmm. So. It all goes back to what you originally said in the other room. Just getting the kids in the building, getting them acclimated to school. Bringing our staff te- back. Even, and bringing you know. your staff back, your new teachers that came on right. board throughout the year, and all the changes that you made district-wide throughout the summer. Right. And just getting the kids, knowing their students, to me, is very important. So if you did have to remote shut down in a month, two months out, hopefully you don't have to do that. But if you did that, the teachers would know, hey, this is my teacher. They, the parents will know. Right. They would know how to work the online learning. Going to have a relationship built up with those parents and guardians, Which is always so that you can thing. communicate about things. Um, it it's so big for us to be able to start the year, and I think um, that's you know that is crucial. Um, and I think you know I think just with like with anything, you we have to enjoy every moment. We don't know how many games or anything we're going to get in the season. Correct. So you got to go out and you got to make the most out of every opportunity. And um, I think that's the same way with every day in the classroom. And, it, you know, I think that's a great message for our kids to have on any given is make the most out of every opportunity that you get in a classroom to learn something, to do something, to participate in a club or an organization or be a part of the band, you know, make the most of it and um you know i think that's our goal 
is to give our kids the best opportunity to be successful this school year. We owe it to them. And, you know, I think our, I think our team's ready to accept that challenge and uh, we'll, we'll see how the year goes. Awesome. When you heard about Hope, well, was that an aha moment? It's uh, it's kind of that that reality check that you know it just proves it's there it's going to happen um, you know it, Hopewell's definitely you know it's probably the closest mm-hmm. you know um, that's had a bigger outbreak of things but um, you know there's I I think it's just the world that we're going to live in in schools. And, you know, it's going to happen once. It could happen twice. It could happen ten times over the course of a school year. You just, I mean, I think that's just where where we're at. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us were surprised that it happened. I think it's more just the... Here we go. And just kind of buckle up for the ride and, uh, and see see what's going to happen but you know the nice thing is when you have relationships with within your district and with other districts you're all trading ideas you're hearing about responses what works what doesn't work um things you do differently so it's you know even as adults we're still learning each and every day and and that's kind of the exciting the exciting part of 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 building strong relationships with people yeah there's something you can obviously learn from Hopewell and Right. Way, I mean, they're getting to test. They're on this Seneca County plan, just like what we are. So right. they're getting to test the plan, and we're and we're getting to observe and, and see how they do with things. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate for them, and you know, you hope that everyone is okay and that it's not the 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 super serious versions of the of the virus and everything. You always want to hope for the best for people. Um, but it is it is a learning experience, and it's just the reality that it is out there, and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if we think that we're gonna never have incidents, I don't think we're being real with ourselves. Mm-hmm. To me, it's I'm sure you're. To me, when the outbreak happens, you're prepared, and you're you have things in place already to pre- help with the. Like in March, if we were in school in March and an outbreak happened, nobody probably would have known what to do. But now there's plans in place, practices in place. You have all the safeguarding, all the CDC guidelines. So if it does happen, I feel like it would be very minimal to the outbreak. Yeah, I think our educational delivery, uh, you know, where last spring it took us a week, week and a half to really kind of find our groove on how we were going to operate and and to get things going and – I don't think we'll have that kind of a lag this year. I think, um, you know, I, I've heard, you know, teachers have told me over the summer, yeah, I've been working on these great videos for lessons and stuff all, all summer long. So, <laughs> That's you, awesome. know, I, you know, they've, they've stayed put engaged and they put in so much time um, that goes into it and, and they want to do what's right by kids. And, and I think that's everybody's goal. And I think it, it was a unique experience um, that hopefully at some point in time, we're going to be able to look back on it and be like, yeah, remember when we dealt, dealt with COVID-19? And, you know, that's, you know, we'll eventually get to that point. And I think that's, um, it'll be a good, um, a good career life lesson for all of us. And even with our kids, just knowing just how to, um, 
to work through those situations and overcome adversity and you know we just want our kids to experience a little bit of normal for as long as we can and hopefully it's a long run and we'll yeah. go from there so, so again who are the who are the first kids to get into the school oh jeez um, didn't you record all this, Scott? I did. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, next Tuesday, it'll be grades 2 and 6 and 9 and 12. 2 and 6. 2 and 6, 9 and 12. And then the following day is 1 and 5, 8 and 11. Then on Thursday, it's PK and 4. Mm-hmm. 7 and 10. Friday is K and 3 and 7 through 12 on Friday. So K3, 7, 12. Mm-hmm. I actually like that rolling off one. I think that's very smart. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it works. Like you said, 1,100 kids in the building at once. It's a lot of kids to teach routines to that are that very, probably very different. struggled all summer or have not even been out a lot. I know kids yeah. have been out of the house, been in their friends' houses, but this is like really training the kids, hey, you want to stay in school, we have to do this. We do, we do. and, you know, we've got to, you know, and I like the fact that we're bringing in a smaller amount of our population to, um... You know, just take our time and, and invest in the kids. Make sure that they're comfortable because it's all different. I mean, putting on a face mask and not being able to see somebody's face and all those types of things um, that we rely on as educators. Visuals, facial expressions, those types of things are very important in what we do. And so it's going to look very different. And it can be unsettling for kids and we need to bring them along slowly instead of putting a ton of pressure on them right away. And... That's where we've said, you know, our focus is building relationships and easing back into um, the structure of a school day and those types of things. And then we'll, we'll get down to work. And I think it'll, it'll really help, um, help our kids out. Awesome. All right. All right. I think I'm good. Okay, I gave you guys a lot. No, no problem. The, <laughs> the biggest thing is, the biggest thing is a lot of people. I'll, uh. This, the um, the schedule on. next week is going to mess with people. Yeah, but you know what? You clarified.